2 Timothy chapter 2, Lord really dropped something in my spirit this week, and I want to look at it. Um, we act, This actually was mentioned Sunday, Sunday night in our Disciples in the Making, and the guys did a great job Sunday night, amen, great messages, and uh, it's always, always an exciting night to hear that, hear the messages that the Lord puts on their hearts, and this is our discipleship uh, verses, but I'm, I'm not using it for that, I'm going a different angle tonight. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, you therefore my son... Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now that's our, that's our theme for discipleship, but I really want you to see verse 3 and 4. You therefore must endure, amen, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Did you know tonight that you are a soldier in the army of the Lord. That's not a, a, a cliche or something that sounds good. It's the truth. We are soldiers in the army of the Lord. And he says, endure hardship. That's a word we don't really like too much, but it's there. Endure hardship as good soldiers uh, unto the Lord. And, get, and here's the key key. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Father, anoint your word tonight, God, and anoint our ears to hear for the next few minutes on this Wednesday night. Father, we thank you for the spirit that we feel in this place. Lord, there's a liberty right now. There's a spirit of freedom in this place. I feel that right now, and I know that you're going to speak to our hearts, God, and you're going to move in a powerful way tonight, and Satan, you are defeated by the blood of Jesus, and you have no power and no strength against us, and every strategy that you have is already defeated by the blood. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. It's always exciting. There's times when we get up to preach and you can feel just a, 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 a fight from the enemy, but there's a liberty tonight, amen. There's a freedom, there's a, a, a spirit to preach tonight. So I want you to listen to what the Lord has in my heart. Staying ready like a soldier is what I want to title this. Staying ready like a good soldier. Actually, I left that out. Staying ready like a good soldier. Tell the person next to you, you are a soldier. Amen? You're a soldier. Now tell them, be a good one. Amen? We need to be a good soldier in the army of the Lord. Now, I want to read again verse 4, and uh, I want to I fo focus on this. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. I know for sure that Brian was in the military. Anybody else in here? Donnie, anybody else in here tonight that I didn't, don't know of is in the military? Did anybody ever think about enlisting in the military and you didn't do it? Okay, several people. Um, I, I had a thought this week, and this is what I want to get at. And actually, let me go to Matthew 24 first, because if I don't tell you this part, you might not catch it. Let's go to Matthew 24. Uh, to really get the idea the Lord's placed in my heart. Matthew 24. And give me an amen when you get there. These verses, again, will sound familiar. This is the chapter that talks about the signs of the ends of the times. And, and as we're getting there, I want to I talk tonight. I, I began to think, again, you know, we spent a lot of time last year talking about uh, the book of Revelation and talking about the things that are going on on the earth and how many know that just because Jesus has not come back yet does not mean that those things are not relevant and that things have changed. He's still coming back. 
And, and if we did that in November that we started it or ended it, I don't remember, and it's now April, then we're six months closer to the return of Jesus Christ. We're not six months further away. We're six months closer to Jesus coming back. And we know that at any day and at any moment, Jesus Christ can come back for us as the church and the rapture will happen. Amen. And so we have to be what? Ready. We have to be ready. We have to be what? Watching. Okay. We have to be uh, looking. We have to be alert. Alert, ready, watching, looking. Those are some words that come into our minds and our spirits. And as we read this in just a second, you think about right now, I mean, what, just looking at the news last, last few weeks, some crazy things are going on just, just recently, without even searching or going and looking. And we've had 10 major, major earthquakes this month. Like major, major. Hundreds and thousands of people dying in Japan and Ecuador. And that number keeps rising as they're still finding. I mean, it was the, someone at the bank was telling me it's so horrible. They saw on the news that there's literally buildings that are just collapsed and they're just cement and there's people in there. And families are just hoping and praying that their family members are alive. They know they're in there. And they're just hoping and praying that they're alive. It's tragic times in many places around the world. I read something just not too long ago. Every five minutes, a Christian is dying for his faith in this world. Every five minutes, a believer is losing his life for his faith by, by demonic powers, amen, of violence. And we see the, the, the flooding in Houston. And we see the volcanoes that are erupting all over the place. I mean, things are happening. And, and I'm not even trying to go into the actual things tonight, but I'm just mentioning to you again that, that, that these things are taking place and they're continuing to be more and more frequent. We're seeing more and more, uh, as I think about a, th a thing I saw Robert post today about Target, allowing the transgender bathrooms. And, and just every single day, more and more lovers of ourselves, more and more things happening where we're just getting closer and closer to this demonic spirit of, of losing our faith in what's moral. Amen? Things are just getting crazier and crazier, and we're getting more and more uh, mockery of God. We're getting more and more things in the world that are turning away from the Lord, and we know that we're in times where we have to be alert. Okay? We have to be alert. So let's read this real quick. Verse 6 of Matthew 24. And you will, actually let's look at verse 5. For many will come in my name saying I'm the Christ and will deceive many. And here's the verse that's being, being read for 2,000 years. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass. The end is not yet. Nation, now I really want you to look at this. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Some of your Bibles will say diverse places. That means in various places, in diverse places, and in different ways that these earthquakes will be happening. And they'll be happening in different places all at the same time, too. And some, some people are saying, is the, is the Japan earthquake tied to the Ecuador earthquake? They're like on opposite parts of the world. And they're trying to tie these things together. And again, I'm not trying to spend time on the earthquake thing tonight, but just giving you an idea of how serious it is that, the, that they're continuing to say that at any moment, at any moment, a major, major earthquake is supposed to hit our country. 
And, and I, I mentioned this last year when I was talking about the end times, that the one that's supposed to hit had hit on an average of every 243 years. It would hit very hard, very hard, very, very hard. And so now that particular earthquake that would happen every 243 years is 75 years overdue. 75 years and they're predicting that it's going to be that one that we've heard about our whole lives about California literally falling off of the off the face of the earth into the sea and causing a tsunami that could kill millions of people which would lead, could lead into all kinds of catastrophes and so it's just one of those things again I'm not saying any of that to scare you I'm not saying any of that to manipulate you I'm getting I'm saying that to tell you that we are continuing every day to be closer to what we have been waiting for our entire lives which is to meet Jesus face to face amen and to see him come in the clouds for his church amen and the Bible calls it in Titus the blessed hope the blessed hope the blessed hope why is it the blessed hope because it's something we should be hoping for something we should be looking forward to and so what I began to think about was this if you haven't listened to anything I've said yet and you're not going to listen to anything else listen to this Holy Spirit began to speak to me about soldiers and the military so when Brian and Donnie and any of you that were going to enlist enlisted or thought about it you know that the first thing you do is you go to basic training. You go and you find out if you've got what it takes to stay in the military. And many don't make it. Eight or nine weeks of craziness, of people in your face spitting in your face, telling you to do push-ups, telling you to do things, telling you things about your mama and your daddy, amen, and whatever else that comes to their mind, and they're, they're just throwing you through this crazy basic training, and then when the basic training ends, then you go to a place that you're going to be stationed, and your job, whether it's for a year or two years, most of them are four, or it's eight, or you stay in it for a career, think about this, the job of a soldier is to defend the country. Right? That's, am, I, am I correct on that? That's the job of a soldier. A soldier enlists into the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines to, to protect the United States. From what? From what? The enemy. From war. To be ready and alert at any moment and any time. Stay with me. At any moment and any time. And so then they go through basic training with the mentality and the thought, man, I could get called into war. They go into their station and they go there and they get there in their barracks and they get some that, then they get their house and they get kind of a situated job and then they begin to learn things and everything they're learning, everything they're learning, no matter what area of field it is in, they're learning it for one simple reason, to what? Defend the country, to fight against the enemy, to be in a war. Soldiers don't get into an, to, to the army or the, or the forces to wear just to wear a uniform. If, think about this. This is the interesting thing I want you to understand. They, 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 they uh, don't necessarily want to fight. They don't have to want to fight, although many people get into it for that. But soldiers are called and, and formed to fight. That's what they do. They're supposed to defend and their entire lives, again, it's four years, eight years, 12 years career, they are waiting to be called to war. But think about this. This is what I began to really think about because 
as, as time goes on sometimes, and, and now we're here, we are six months removed from all these things where, where we really were looking at scriptures, and we really were thinking, man, this could be it. This could be the moment that Jesus comes back. This could be the moment that these things really begin to unfold from the Bible, and, and, and it didn't happen yet. We can kind of get in our minds, well, you know, maybe it's not going to happen, or maybe it's not going to happen in my lifetime, but do you realize that a soldier never has that mentality? A soldier understands that no matter how long they're enlisted, they can at any moment, at any moment, be called to go to war. At any moment. But here's the interesting thing. I was trying to look, uh, look up some stats on this, and the best one I could come up with, it's probably a pretty good number, is, on, is one out of every 12 people in, this, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the armed forces ever goes into combat. One out of 12. That's less than 10%. Are you all following me? What does that mean? That means that there's a whole lot of soldiers who are soldiers and every single day they wake up and they go and they do their job, whatever it is, expecting war to happen or expecting to be called needing to be ready to be called to war and never get the call but they every single day have to stay ready every single day think about that could it be an accident that jesus is saying these words and, and then Paul is using the words of soldiers by accident. No, he's saying that a soldier, although they may never be called into combat, they have to be ready every day. So you have people who have gone through their entire career. Some have stayed in the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines their entire lives, and they retire in the military, and they never went to combat. Y'all still here? They never went to combat, yet at the same time, every day of their lives, their purpose was that they could get a call. Their purpose was to stay ready and alert that when and if they got a call, they would be the best soldier they could possibly be, yet only one out of 12 soldiers ever go to combat. So I want to talk about staying ready. Staying ready. Always staying ready. I want to give you some verses tonight. If you'll move within the Bible or write them down. Uh, I, I'd like you to see them all, but I don't know if we'll have time to, to flip through them. But Luke 21, 36 says, Be alert at all times. Be alert at all times. Pray so that you have power. Amen. Let's go to there real quick. Luke 21, 36. This is also a, a, a discourse about watching and some of my favorite verses are here, even back in 34, where it says, Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. Now, we know that, obviously, in the military, people, they're not all Christians, and a lot of them aren't Christians, and so when they're off duty... They're living however they want to live. They're doing whatever they do. We, we've seen movies. They go to bars. They drink. They do all kinds of crazy things. But the bottom line is they're still expected to be ready at any moment. And if they're not, they, get, they, get, they lose their job. If they're not, they get fired. And then we know that not only do they get fired, they get what we call a dishonorable discharge, which goes on their record for something not good. 
because they might have gotten taken out of the military for doing extracurricular activity and not being ready at the time that they were called. So they can be weighed down by the fact that, oh man, come on, we're never going to get a call. You know, most soldiers that enlist, they have a, a major part of them, even though they might know statistically, I'm probably never going to go to war. There's something inside of them that says, I'm ready and I want to go fight because that's why you enlisted. And so those first few months or years might just be like, man, I'm ready. Please call me. And, and you're just bitten all excited that I'm going to get a call and I'm going to go get to fight. And because think about it, again, every single day they're training to fight. They're not training to hold a gun and shoot it in the air. They're not training to be in good shape so they can just sit there and do nothing. They're training for war even though they never, ever go. And every day they have things that they do and the things that keeps them in shape and things that keep them sharp. Y'all following me tonight? But they never even get there. And so there may be a whole, or have been a whole lot of generations of people who were believers in the Lord, who were soldiers in the Lord, but they lived their lives every day as if, Je- as if Jesus was coming back then. And they, and they died. And they graduated into heaven and they never got their name called to be in war and they never got their name called to see Jesus Christ come in the rapture. But the bottom line is we believe that we could be the generation that would see that and we need to be careful not to be the generation that falls asleep and gets carried down by the cares of this world or the things of this world or weighed down with the carousing of life so that the day of the Lord comes on us unexpectedly. Because we're the ones that are really going to see it. I mean, we're, we're the most likely to see it. For it will come on a, as a snare, verse 35, on all those who dwell on the face of the earth. So he says, watch therefore. And the other, the other uh, translation says, be alert at all times. Watch, be alert. Pray always. That you may be counted worthy to escape all these things. That will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Mark 13, let's go over there real quick. I want you just to keep your Bibles open and just look at these verses with me because how many believe and agree with me tonight that we need to stay ready? We need to stay alert. We need to stay watching. We need to stay waiting. We need to be careful that we're not being pulled down by, again, the things of this world. Mark chapter 13, verse 32 says, I'm in 12, let me get over there real quick. I would have been, you would have been looking at me funny. But of that day, no one knows. The day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, for, nor the Son, but the, only the Father. So he says again, take heed, watch, and pray, for you do not know when the time is. I'm relating this to a soldier again, because they, they don't ever know. They can be sitting there, and all of a sudden they get a call. And obviously... Most people, I'm sure there's some crazy ones out there, but most people are not wanting that call to Afghanistan or Iraq or Iran because they know it's going to be some dangerous stuff over there. And they don't know that any moment that they could get that call and they would have to tell their wife and kids if they have them, I'm leaving and I can't tell you where I'm going. We're going to have a conversation tonight, and when I leave tomorrow, you'll hear from me in a few months. They have to be ready at all times. This is the same way with the rapture. We have to be ready at all times. 
We have, to, we have to be making sure that nothing's tying us down, that nothing's got us asleep, that nothing's got us busy on other things that are not important tonight. Can you say amen? Let's look at 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, as you get there, I say it again. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. 2 Peter chapter 3. You there? Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Amen? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's go over there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I told you I'm going to give you a lot of verses. All these verses are not just talking about Jesus coming back, but they're talking about being alert. They're talking about being awake. Now, how many know that you, watch this, you cannot help somebody else stay awake if you're asleep? You can't do it. You, you, they, they always teach... They always teach in plane crashes that if you are going down and, and uh, you, you're about to crash or you have crashed, you have to give the oxygen to yourself first. You have to make sure you get oxygen because if you begin to think about somebody else and saving their lives and you're dead, you can't save their life. Dead people can't save live people. Only alive people can save live people. So people that are asleep can't wake people up that are asleep. So I can't worry so much about making sure my wife's awake and my daughters are awake and you're awake as much as I have to make sure that I'm awake. This is a personal thing first. I have to make sure that I'm personally staying alert. And how many know that it's so easy for us to get caught up many times in trying, and that, especially my, me, I'm all, I'm, I want to see everybody go to heaven so we can be really concerned about making sure everybody else is awake and I have to make sure I'm awake. And if I'm awake, then I can help other people stay awake. So it's always back scene. I got to stay alert. I got to slap my face. When we were driving on a trip recently, if I start to get tired, my daughters think it's funny. I start slapping myself. I mean, I just slap myself. If I don't have coffee or sunflower seeds and that's not working, I just slap myself. Whatever I got to do. And sometimes it's both hands. Which one of y'all were in front with me last time? Well, no, you were in, who, who, no. No, my co-pilot, my father-in-law was asleep. So he wasn't helping me. One of y'all were watching me, right? Slap myself. Which one was it? Girls? Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody was asleep. That's why I was slapping myself. I didn't have anybody in the car with me awake. But you got to keep yourself awake. Amen? You got to slap yourself sometimes and say, wake up. Second, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2 says, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a what? As a thief in the night. Stay awake, stay alert. Now, here's what we talk about a lot. You might be here tonight, you might, nah, come on, I'm still not buying this rapture thing, or I'm still not buying the fact that it's this generation. It, I, I think it's going to happen in 20, 20, uh, 2100, 2300. I don't think it's going to even happen this, this, this millennium. Whatever thoughts you have, guess what? There's another day of the Lord called death. Called death. And that's the thing that for 2,000 years people have, have forgotten 
that as they looked for Jesus, they, their heart stopped. As they looked for Jesus, they got in a car accident. As they looked for Jesus, they got cancer. As they looked for Jesus, you know, they got killed. Uh, we have to understand, tomorrow is not promised. So we have to stay alert, and we have to do this. We have to live our every day like it's our last. Amen? Every day. Every day like it's our last. Because Proverbs 27, we're going to look at 1 Peter right now, chapter 5. But Proverbs 27, 1 says, don't boast about tomorrow. Because you don't know what it brings. Don't boast about it. Don't, don't talk about that. It doesn't mean you can't make plans. But he's basically getting us to understand, we have to live for today. We have to live for the now. We have to be ready at every moment. So 1 Peter chapter 5, this is a verse many of you are very familiar with, but we need to be reminded of these things. They would have meetings in, in, uh, in, 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 the, in the military. They would gather all the soldiers together, and they would do, how many can know the word, what they would do? They would do what? What's it called when they get, begin to practice what they're going to do? Training, drills, okay, maneuvers. They would do all these things, and they would get together, and, and, and there might not have even been anything close to a threat of war, yet they're acting out and practicing as if today we could go to war. And listen, how many know in the military, they're not playing games, they're not, they're not messing around, they're, 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 they're having to be serious. I mean, you got those generals and corporals and sergeants and people up in, in high places for a reason that are making sure that no one's messing around. And they're making sure that they're, they're sober and they're vigilant and they're watching. And so we're doing the same thing. Every time we come to church, we're doing the same thing. We're having a gathering together and we're, make, we're having drills. We're having maneuvers. We're having uh, a thing, a practice for, for heaven. We're having practice for being ready at every moment to, to tell somebody about our faith. And we don't know when our last day is, but we're acting like it could be today. So 1 Peter 5.8 says, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, if we were all here, church, I'm not saying this to be funny, I promise, but if we were all, we were all here and, and we were being surrounded and we knew that at any moment someone could attack our church and this is, this is our military team, we would want to make sure that we've got some people in the night watch that stay awake. Amen? We would want to make sure we have some people in the night watch who are serious, who are alert, who are, who are not on the playing video games. I'm just using this as an example. I'm not even mentioning church. I'm just using this as a spiritual example. We would want to make sure that when we're trying to go to sleep for rest for the next day, let's just act like this was a compound and we lived here and we were at war and there was surround, people surround us all the time and that was the only entrance over there where Casey's watching the door, which tonight is the case in every service. We have one door that's available to be opened and, and if he, we, we want someone over there that's watching we want someone who's alert and paying attention, and, 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 and if someone comes in, they're going to fight. Amen? Wouldn't we? Wouldn't we want to make sure that, that and, and then if I get called to that position, if God calls me or someone says, okay, you're up, your turn, and we call on you, we will make sure that you are ready. You are watching. You are alert. Because we don't know when 
the enemy will attack. Now let's go to Ephesians as I begin to close. Ephesians chapter 6. Sometimes we read these powerful verses and we don't really take them serious. This is a war we're in. We're in a spiritual war. The Bible just tells us that ours is not with guns and fists. But we're in a war. And sometimes because it's not guns and fists, we don't maybe take it as serious or really realize this is serious business. And and the devil is seeking whom he can devour or who he can trip up. Or who he can cause to go backwards. Or who he can cause to fall. The devil's seeking an area that he can get in. And we have to stay alert because this is serious business. How many agree this is serious business? The kingdom of God is serious business. So we look at the armor of God in verse 10. Chapter 6. It says, finally my brethren. And here we see the word again. Be strong how many want some people around you in your walk with the Lord that are strong in God I mean you want to surround yourself with some mighty men and women of God who are strong in the Lord not strong in word but strong in their faith strong in their prayer strong in their intercession strong in their belief strong in their conviction I want to be have people. I want to have people around me that are strong. And and again, church, here we are in the United States again, having a very hard time being able to really comprehend this, because we're so blessed, and we don't have this on a grand scale. Although in the last few years, we've seen some stuff happen. We've seen some crazy stuff happen. Did anybody just see recently that that there was some man uh, that's in the military who has a turban and a beard? And they're allowing that now? No one saw that? It's being passed. So now our military is going to begin to look like that too. Turban and a beard. Now you might say, oh, that's, you know, classifying or whatever. Well, that's what they usually look like when they blow places up. There's something behind that. And so we're allowing more and more stuff to come in. And there will be a day... I don't believe we'll be here, but there will be a day. When I say beard, I mean the one, you know, way down. There will be a day where we will see that in this country. I don't think we'll be here, but we'll see it. Where it will be violence. And we're seeing that around the world where, where, where the religions are forcefully killing people and burning people and, and chopping heads off and shooting people and doing crazy things in the name of God. And I think that if we were in that tonight, if we were living in a country like that, we would probably sober up a little bit more. But I like to, I like to learn from other people. I like to make sure that I'm staying alert. So he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor, verse 11, of God. The whole armor. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of or schemes of the devil. How many know if he was telling us this, that means the devil is trying to do something. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against, watch this, principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
So how many said, no, that sounds serious. It's real. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. Here we see again the word stand. We see the word strong. We see the word might. We see the word alert. We see the word watch. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore having girded yourself, your, sorry, your waist with truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Having sawed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Resistance, you can come tonight. Alert, watching, looking, observing. First Thessalonians 5 says, praying without ceasing. Seriously understanding that we're living in days that could literally be our last. Like literally, just one day to the next, your life could end. How many know that we all have established that day? You hear sometimes of an accident, of, of the, the, the head-on collision, or, or, or somebody dies from a drunk driver, or, or these things that just come out of nowhere, and it shakes and rocks families to their core. Let me tell you something. When you get a call from the ambulance or the hospital saying, your loved one's been in an accident, you don't have time anymore to make things right. You don't have time anymore to try to fix something that's, that's undone. It's done. How many know there's a whole lot of people who, who have lost loved ones or lost family members and there's undone business? I can't tell you how many funerals I've done where there was undone business at that funeral and I could see it in their faces. I could see it in their eyes. It almost didn't matter what I said to them. Nothing was going to help because they knew it was done. Now, I'm not even talking about whether or not they were saved. Talking about the fact that there was unfinished business between them and that loved one. I'm always trying to remind myself, every time my daughters walk out the door to go to school or work, every time my wife walks out the door, I'm always reminding myself, I never know if I'm going to see them again. I'm not thinking that way because I, I want something to happen. I'm just understanding every time I see my wife and my daughters, I don't know when the next time I'll see them again is. We, that's not living in fear. It's just understanding we live in a real world. And so I have to make every moment count. That's why you have to make sure that you tell each other that you love them. You have to make sure that, that you're courteous to them, especially your family members, and make sure that, you know, say, I, we, 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 we say it, if you, tell, if you call it too much, that's fine, but we say we love each other every time we walk out the door or we go someplace or we hang up the phone because you never know when that last time's going to be. We never know when that trumpet's going to sound. And we have to be ready and watching and looking and standing and being strong at all times. Amen? Trials come. Another powerful verse. You don't have to look at it for time. 
but I just want to read it as we're as we're closing up in 1 Corinthians 16 it says this verse 13 watch stand fast in the faith be brave be strong you know that's my call that's my that's my job is to admonish you to stand and to be strong and to be encouraged i have to 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 say be brave Amen? We have to encourage one another in that. Be brave. Be strong. And then it goes on to say, let all that you do be done with love. Amen? Let all that you do be done with love. If any man lives many years and rejoices in them all, let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many, and all that comes is vanity. Don't boast about tomorrow. For you know not what tomorrow brings. And then Luke 21 says, By the patience, by patience you possess your souls. Amen.